You're listening to the 1% Factor Podcast with Coach Shakina, where I talk about how small changes and insights can have the greatest impact over time. Whether it's in life or business, you'll learn principles and strategies that when implemented will help you grow your business and design a lifestyle that's in alignment with who you are and fuels your purpose, passion, and vision. I'm going to be talking about a few ways that you could potentially be holding yourself. There's a lot of talk, a a lot of self-talk that happens when you are running a business or when you have a business, and it usually holds you back from actually growing in the way that you want, meaning you could think that sales conversations or having sales conversations is kind of like an icky, salesy type of a thing, and nobody wants to be selling all the time, and the next thing you know, you're just not making any sales because you have this mindset around it, but you know, things like that. So that is uh, an example of one of the ways you could be holding yourself back. There's also talks around thinking that no one will want what you have or thinking that what you're offering isn't unique. And the truth around that is most of the things that you're creating in your business or most of the things that you are wanting to help people with aren't actually unique, but they are unique from you. Meaning that there's lots of business coaches out there. There are a lot of life coaches out there, but what makes them different is how they serve the customer and how they provide services to that customer. Thinking that you're, you have to be the only one creating the service or having to be the only one in this particular area that provides this type of service or level of service to your clients is going to keep you from growing the way that you should. And there was a quote that I found in, I think it was Facebook or something, but it had something to do with the bread meme or the bread quote. I don't know if you've heard this. If you have, let me know. But it said, you know, if you walk down the bread aisle, take a look at everything that's going on there. There's a bunch of different types of bread, white, wheat, whole grain, honey, wheat, whatever. But there are multiple companies selling bread and they're all making money. So it doesn't really matter. And in and, and, and that particular idea, it's, it doesn't matter if you're unique or not. All these people are still providing the same type of service, same type of product, and there's still room enough for them to grow. So asking yourself, am I enough? Am I unique? Is there anybody out there that actually wants to buy my service? The answer to that is yes. You have to decide how you show up in the world. You get to decide how, how to show up in the world. So your, your, Lack versus growth mindset is one of the things that's going to keep you from growing in the direction that you should. Your lack mindset is, what am I doing wrong? It is not the how of the growth mindset. Your growth mindset is asking you, how can I grow? How can I make this better? What can I do differently in the future? Your lack mindset is usually surrounding the what if nobody wants me? What if nobody wants my services? What if I make a mistake? What if I don't do this perfectly? What if there's a lot of what ifs, right? And so you get to decide, again, how you show up in the world. Your growth mindset is going to keep you moving in the direction that you should when it comes to your business. And you get to say, how? How do I fix this? How do I grow this? How do I move towards my goals? Okay. So next I have is pricing too low. And I've seen a lot of this happening. How many of you are 
charging prices that you think your audience wants to buy. Meaning you are charging lower prices because you think that's just where their price point is. You're not obligated to be in their pocket. Stay out of their pockets. Stay out of their wallets. It's not your responsibility to be in their wallets, okay? <laughs> so you need to charge according to the value that you provide. So you get to decide what kind of business you actually want. If you're looking to grow a boutique business versus a volume business, then you need to charge accordingly. Your boutique business is working with a few clients a month at higher premium prices. Your general business is volume-based. It is, I need to get 200 people this month to buy this product at $10 a piece in order to make my mark, my numbers for the month. Your boutique business is about serving a smaller group of people powerfully and charging the prices according to that. So you get to decide how you want your business to grow. And then you get to charge accordingly. It is not about lower prices. When you have conversations with clients or potential clients and you have to provide an amount for them to work with you, are you nervous? Are you feeling like this icky sales type of person when you have to you know, speak your prices? Sometimes it's just a matter of practicing. Yeah, my, my program is $5,000 or my program is $3,000, or it costs $30,000 a year to work with me one-on-one. If you're a coach or a consultant, those prices should easily come off of your tongue. And if you are selling products or packages or something of that nature, then you are pricing according to the value that you provide. As business coaches, we provide value that 10Xs your business, right? And so we get to charge according to that for life coaches or consultants or maybe whatever products, services that you actually provide, you get to charge based on the value that it brings your, your customers. Most people will not look, will not look at the prices, will not look for the prices because they know the value. The higher you charge, the more value that people see in it. And ironically, that's usually how it works for lower. So the lower that you, the lower prices that you charge, people will see it as, well, is it really worth this? You know, don't discount, never, ever discount your prices. If we ever work together, never discount your prices, okay? But the the lower you charge, you also get lower quality clients, right? The clients that you don't really want to work with, the clients that um, may complain a lot or not, they're not really your ideal client, their personality doesn't vibe with yours, whatever it is, you tend to get people on the lower end size. So the higher you price, people understand the value and will pay accordingly. So it's not the value they're they're really looking nuts. I didn't say that right. It is not the pricing that they're actually looking for. It's the value that you actually provide. So keep in mind that you could be sabotaging your business by not charging what you are actually worth. You could be thinking that if I just offer this service at this price, I can get so many clients to buy it. But then you're not really passionate about what you're, you're serving. Or you complain that I now have people who are buying this service at X amount of dollars and I'm doing way too much work according to the value that you provide. You start to get resentful to the clients and that's not fair to the clients. So you charge accordingly. Next thought that you could be saying to yourself is trying to serve everybody. So this one's interesting. I get this one a lot about trying to please everybody. 
and trying to create services and products and packages to serve everybody. And fun fact is you're not meant for everybody. And you have to understand that. It is not about trying to create the best product or service that meets everybody's needs. You're only there to sell to a select few and serve a select few. And I want you to think about this for a moment. You are in your community, in your neighborhood that you are uh, living in at the moment. If you were to charge $1,000 for a particular service, how many of those $1,000 clients would you need in order to live comfortably? Not a lot. And that's just in your small community. Even if your goal was to make $30,000 a month and your services, your packages could be five, dollars $10,000 per package, then you don't need that many people in order to make that number. A lot of times we think we have to please everybody or serve everybody, give them the same thing, and we don't. So I want you to think about how many clients do you actually need and, and at what price point would you need to serve them? So next question is, do you niche down or not, right? Do you actually market to a specific group of people? There's a discrepancy around niching though, right? Thinking that you have to stay in this particular demographic forever or just staying with a group of people or marketing to a, to a specific group of people just to get your business up and running. The mindset around that is it's easier to niche down when you know who your target market is and audience is. Not to say you can't be a generalist, you can. But if you are niching down, then you know where to find these people. If you are targeting doctors or chiropractors or attorneys or something like that, you know where to find them. You know where to go to look for business. You know what groups they hang out, you know what organizations they're part of, you know um, where they typically hang out on social media, if that's the way you're going to get them. But without it, without that direction for your business, your business has is, is very confusing on who you're actually marketing to. So you get a cornucopia of people, uh, different types of people in your business that you may not even want. Unless your message is very, very specific towards a particular group of people. And it doesn't always have to stay there, right? So maybe you are targeting doctors to begin with and a specific group of doctors and you branch out from there. You don't have to stay there forever, but you do get to decide how you serve the people that you want to serve. I was speaking to a client about a week or two ago about niching down to a particular demographic of people um, in the sports industry. And she didn't know how to, previously she was, she was a sportscaster, but newscaster, and she wanted to get down to a very specific demographic. Once we were able to define what that demographic was, she was able to start bringing in people consistently because she knew where to find those groups of people. She knew how to show up. She knew what they were looking for. She knew what conversations to have. She knew that she could schedule speaking events. So niching down does help in targeting the, the audience that you're looking for. And you can always add different types of demographics later, but you have to decide if it's worth, worth it or not. As of right now, we've covered your lack versus growth mindset and how your mindset is important to not keep yourself from growing, to keep yourself, that keeps yourself from growing, right? So the growth mindset that you have and that you need is going to help you 
grow your business in a way that it should. Your lack mindset is going to keep you from growing. It's going to sabotage your mind as a business owner. It is the thoughts around, what if I do this thing and it's not perfect? What if people are looking for me to be or do or say X, Y, Z, and I'm not doing that? How are people going to perceive me if I show up in this way? It's usually self-criticism that your lack mindset is targeting. Then I'll talk a little bit about pricing according to the value that you provide. Not based on value, not based on price, but on value. And not having to be a generalist, really. Um, You're not really meant for everybody. So niching down to those group of people, groups of people that you're meant to serve. And those people that you're meant to serve will find you regardless of what you do. And so you get to decide how you show up, if you want a boutique business or a general business, if you want to niche down or not, if you want to serve a very small group of people versus everyone else. With that, I want to ask you, what have you learned in this particular conversation? Like I said earlier, it's easier to consume the information. It's even easier not to do anything about it. So if there's anything here that either piqued your interest or made you think about things a little differently, what, are, what is it and what are you going to do differently? And that wraps up another episode of the 1% Factor Podcast. If you'd like to experience more of this and want to learn how to build a calm, intentional, and impactful business outside of the hustle culture society you live in, go to thefocusceo.co forward slash 1%.